0: The Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Please. Your bets. Brother the big noise, everyone's here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This, of course, is a Feed the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And look, we've all been inebriated, uh, intoxic- intoxicated beyond repair in Sin City. And I believe last night that was the case uh, involving Utah State and UNLV. You know, first half, when is as normal. UNLV was really stroking it from downtown, 8-16 from beyond the arc. And, you know, Utah State was doing its job around the bucket, getting its second chance opportunities and cashing in, and then halftime happened, and I think everybody went in the locker room. I think everybody was throwing back uh, you know, shots of tequila. When they came out and played the second half, and with four minutes to go, CBS Sports put up an extraordinary graphic during the broadcast. You know, I was watching the game, all the missed shots, the turnovers. It, it was fundamental lists did not exist in this contest, but with four minutes remaining in the game, in the second half, Utah State was shooting – an unbelievable 13% and, oh, oh, wait for it, L V just crushed them in that category because they were shooting 16%. So combined, you had 29% shooting from the floor, My eyes were gouged out. I have an optometrist uh, appointment scheduled for today, Lundy, because I'm uh, pretty sure my retina will never recover from the worst half of basketball I have ever witnessed. Missed layups, just missed opportunities galore. It was puke-inducing.
1: Well, it, it is pretty bad, but I'll tell you this, you know, as many times as you might have need to see the doctor for your retinas, it does not compare with the number of times you and I have needed to uh, have our livers checked <laughs> upon leaving Sin City. So, yes, a game that saw the second half uh, point totals 22 to 20 oh, in Utah gosh. State's favor. I mean, it was just an ugly half of basketball there with the uh, maybe a crawling, maybe limping uh rebels as opposed to running rebels uh but yeah that was some pretty ugly basketball
0: yeah i think the rebels are in a full body cast and 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 right next to bedside the utah state aggies as well Uh, that was just horrendous from start to finish no doubt about it and will i wager again on utah state yeah probably tomorrow in the rematch, because they only got one direction to go. Look, if you want to get on that action, you want to get on any of the sports betting action, you need to do so right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, and listen up, pigskin fans. The moment you've been waiting for all season is right around the corner, and DraftKings, the official Daily Fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you got to do to get your share of this huge prize pool is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000, and if you have the most predictions correct, you could also win the top prize of $1 million, so here's what you got to do, download the DraftKings app now, and use that promo code FTN, enter the free $55 million Super Bowl Prediction Challenge, everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing, so use promo code FTN, TN right now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the Super Bowl 55 Gizame Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Let's get to it on this Tuesday with the fade five. Number five. All right, tipping things off. Let's go to the SEC and a team that is surging right now and a team that is also desperate to collect some marquee signature wins. Uh, and that is the Auburn Tigers going up against the other Tigers. A uh, battle of cats. Meow, uh Going up against Missouri. And I, I'm going to take Auburn here and I'm going to lay the two and a half at home. You now, Throw the records out the window. Throw the rankings out the window because Auburn over these last four games with Sharif Cooper, uh, they've been in fuego. They've won three of those last four. They have covered in four straight. The freshman sensation has really given this team a much-needed boost. You know, Auburn, it's a typical brand. It's breakneck, transition buckets, bombing away from three. Over 43.4% of their SEC shots come from beyond the arc, and also cashing in at the charity stripe. They're shooting 75.2% in SEC action on those freebies. Now, Missouri can pound the paint with Jeremiah Tillman, Uh, so JT Thor has got the real guard and body up to pre- uh, prevent a lot of those second chance opportunities and easy buckets around the 10 but Mizzou's turnover problems have been an eyesore and the three-point shooting equally so netting just 29.9 percent from beyond the arc so pull it all together I think Auburn takes this sucker by five plus they are inside Auburn arena feed or follow Auburn minus
1: two and a half I will follow on this one because I I know you can look at their records with Missouri sitting at 10-2, and two, ranked in the top 15. I think you can get sucked into all of that and will not wind up paying attention to the job that Auburn has done uh, as of late. Uh, and I, I throw this out there. You know, we look across history today, obviously the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death. We do a lot of stuff where we look back across the years in terms of what's happened. Well, guess what? The last time Missouri beat Auburn at Auburn was over seven years ago so despite the fact that I know that players change out that the, the players aren't the same as they were over the course of the last seven years there's still something up when Mizzou comes calling at Auburn so I'm going to roll with the Tigers and give up the minus two and a half I think they get it done by five six points
0: Feel the burn just no more Bernie Sanders memes. It's dead. It's over. It's done. Move on. Number four. All right, let's go on to the Missouri Valley Conference and a team that is unblemished, not only in win loss record, but also against the spread 11 and 0 impeccable Are the Drake Bulldogs 13 and 0 overall on the season. And I'm taking them. Minus four against Missouri State. Now, Missouri State has also been spectacular in terms of covering the spread. They're 7-1 in that category. And Drake is coming off uh, the multiple-week siesta due to a COVID-19 shutdown. They have not played since January 4th. But the Bulldogs, uh, they really bite the kneecaps, Stan Campbell-style. Uh, from outside, they're shooting 43.5%. Uh, on the entirety of the year. That is number one, Uh, number one out of 357 teams in all of college basketball. They're superb on the glass as well with Struts and Brody generating a second chance on 36.4% of their possessions and their top 25 in the nation in defensive rebounding percentage. This game will come down to whether or not Missouri State splashes the cylinder early and often along the perimeter. Over 47% of Mizzou State shots come on those triples But Drake giving up just 29.7% on three balls this season. So a lot of advantages there. And what should be a nip and tuck game, I think the Drake wins again. I think they cover again. That's why I'm laying the chalk at minus four. Fade or follow.
1: It becomes a lot easier to lay chalk when you've got a team that's 11-0 and 0 ATS. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. the betting gods give you a gift, and I am a believer that when they hand you that gift, you keep rolling until she bucks you, just like Brad and I have talked about with the player props with the Detroit Piston, Jeremy Grant. Sometimes yeah. you just got to roll until something doesn't happen. I agree with you that I think this will be a close game, but I think Drake manages to cover so far, by the way, as they've gone through the season with this with their win streak at 13 and 0 and the 11 and 0 against the spread they also have yet to to uh have a game closer than seven points this one might be a little bit closer than that but i do think they can cover this four. keep on rolling Drake, number three. All right, let's go to the NBA,
0: and let's talk a little Monkey Knife Fight player prop of the day, presented by MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Go there. It's a DFS game unlike any other. It's just you against the house more or less and all of your favorite stats that you know and love, and it's just over or under in those categories. You start with a pack of two all the way up to six. The more you cash on those player props, the more cash you stuff into your pockets at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Use that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN. And when you do, you get a free $5 game on the house. And let's start off with R.J. Barrett here. 24 and a half of the PRA. That's combined points, rebounds, and assists. And I'm taking the... Over on the New York Knickerbocker. He has been over this total in six of his last seven contests. And look, uh, the last time out on Sunday, he only played 23 minutes against the Blazers. Uh, I fell short of that total, but again, it was just limited action. He's well-rested coming off that day off and the limited usage in that prior matchup. In the month of January, he's averaging 35.8 minutes per game, along with 18.2 points per game, 6.9 boards per game, and 3.3 assists per game. Difficult matchup on paper. Utah held him in check. Earlier this month in January 6th, in 33 minutes played, he was just 4-14 from the field. 9-5-1 and was the line, so well short of that 24-and-a-half PRA. Yeah, and the Jazz are number three in the NBA in adjusted defensive efficiency, and number two in opponent defensive rebounding percentage. It's going to be close, but I think Barrett just creeps over the low threshold here of the 24-and-a-half of the PRA. Fade or follow.
1: I will follow on this one as well, but I'm agreeing with you. This is going to be close, man. I really think that if he does it, it's going to be a PRA total of about 25 or 26. So you could be having the bet sweats uh, tonight as they're in the fourth quarter. But as he's averaged across the season, 17.47 boards along with three and a half assists. You put those together, obviously, that shows you that he is uh, into this range and then some when we're talking about his PRA average on the season. You talked about the Portland game. Uh, where he only logged 23 minutes. So you got to get the minutes out there. But I think this is a matchup that he can uh, get up above this number. But whew, I'm going to be sweat. Snag those boards,
0: Barrett. Number two. All right, let's go back to college basketball. Let's go back to the SEC in a rematch between Kentucky and Alabama. And I'm going to say roll tide. And I'm going to lay the chalk here at minus seven and a half. Uh, when these two teams first face, it was a bludgeoning. It was a body slamming. Uh, by Nate Oates' club, 85-65 to 65, inside Rupp Arena. Alabama in that game, 14 made threes, and they first had turnover 19 times on Kentucky. And that's really the formula for success. You know, Nate Oates is a mathematical genius, and his computations are working because all he is doing is miming the NBA game. Uh, it's D's and threes uh, in SEC play. Bama giving up just 0.911 points per possession. Uh, and they're netting 42.1% beyond the arc. Over 47% of their shots are coming from distance. Now, Kentucky's got that disruptive link, sure, but they are dead last in two-point percentage offense in the SEC. Uh, you got to keep you University of Kentucky off the offensive glass to compete Uh, But because Alabama can really neutralize with those daggers, you know, plunging them from outside and, of course, that defense overall and the brisk pace they like to play, unlike Kentucky, who's more half-court oriented, uh, I think this could be a repeat of what the first matchup was, a double-digit victory for Alabama against this struggling, still head-underwater team of John Calipari's Kentucky Wildcats. So, fade or follow, Bama minus seven and a half.
1: Oh, Brad, I'll follow on this one, but I'll tell you what, this seven and a half is a little high for me. Even as even as much as we know that Kentucky is not the Kentucky of the past, much the way Duke is not, we'll talk about the Blue Devils here in a moment, but uh, this is a this is a decent size number, even for a team as good as Alabama has been so far this season. Um, I do think that Bama wins the game, but this might be one that I could be tempted to turn it into an alt line, bring it down a little bit. Wouldn't surprise me for Kentucky to keep it close and Bama to wind up with the victory. It also didn't surprise me let's be honest for bama to simply roll them straight out of the gym yep. uh but i might be tempted to be able to do an alt line on this one just to uh you know maybe keep my blood pressure down a little bit but i definitely think bama's going to win this one it's just a matter of how much
0: bama 7 1 and 1 ats in its last nine i think they're going to add another tick And the W column. Number one. All right. uh, Let's move on to the ACC. What what, what was your toughest course in college, Lenny? What
1: was it? I had to to take like a basic chemistry course, like one of those just required, get it out of the way, baseline things. And, dude, me and science don't mix, okay? (laughs) Uh, We just, like, I I understand a lot of things in this world, but science, not one of them. Well, uh, Coach K maybe
0: can empathize or you can empathize with him after his tough loss. Oh, boo-hoo, whiny-pouty Coach K against Louisville. Of course, you know, Coach K, if you haven't seen that video, check it out on social media. Uh, just, you know, eviscerating a poor college reporter asked a legitimate question, uh, just being a douchebag, a jackass, and, of course, he apologized a kid. So at least that was a classy move, unlike the classless start to that conversation he had with that student reporter. But anyway... Duke is in action tonight, and they've been terrible. You know, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Uh, they're awful against the spread or just straight up. They're 2-8, and eight, ATS on the season, 5-5 five and five right now overall. If the NCAA tournaments are today, Duke would not be in it. Neither would Kentucky. Uh, maybe not even North Carolina. It's been rough for the Blue Bloods this season. Uh, and I like Georgia Tech here. I'm going to take them plus the 6. They're inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. Look, Duke is doo-doo on D, in ACC play giving up 1.060 points per possession, 40.2% from beyond the arc, and 53.2% inside of it. You know, outside of Matthew Hurt, they don't have any three-point strokers of note. As a team, they're shooting just 33.6% on those long balls and only 68.7% at the charity stripe. I think the inside-outside duo of Moses Wright and Jose Alvarado are going to pack a whole lot of sting for the Yellow Jackets. It is also going to be a trade day uh, for this team, 45%. That's what Georgia Tech is shooting along the perimeter in ACC action. Also toss in their pressure defense, which coaxes a turnover on 24 opponent, uh, 24% opponent, of opponent possessions. And uh, I think it's just checkbox, checkbox, checkbox all across the board in terms of the advantages that Georgia Tech has. So I don't understand why this number is getting steamed up. I guess it's the brand recognition of Duke, but they have been lousy. And I think Georgia Tech is a bit undervalued right now. So plus six all diggity day long for Josh Passner's team. Fade or follow.
1: Same thing I said about Kentucky, Brad. I might want to alt line this one a little bit, give myself a little bit more of a cushion for Georgia Tech because even though Duke has not been good, you know that every now and then Coach K puts it together. He's got those four solid freshmen uh, on the squad as well, so he could suddenly pull one out of his butt. And maybe I want a little extra, uh, a little extra juice there with uh, with the Yellow Jackets. But you brought up Alvarado; the guy is shooting forty two point six percent from beyond the arc, absolutely lighting it up. If Georgia Tech can make those three-pointers take advantage of a loose Duke defense. I think Georgia Tech can be able to do this 77% as of the time we've recorded, Brad. 77% of the money is on Duke. Wow. 77% of the dimes are on duke right now time to fade the public y'all
0: yeah and just keep fading duke again two and eight ats that one is uh, again rather inexplicably i cannot believe it's 77 what are what are people like it's just brand name i it, look at the product of the court they're terrible and be done with it And we are done with this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review. which you kindly? And check out FTNDaily.com, FTNFantasy.com, and FTNBets.com. For all of your fantasy sports and sports betting content needs, use that promo code EVANS, E-V-A-N-S, to score 10% off your subscription today. And until next time, as always, feed or follow, that is up to you. Feed the noise.